Wednesday, June 6th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I'd like to review with you something that you've been involved with personally. You do this every other year. That is your latest trip to Israel. You've been over there for the last couple of weeks. Give us an update on what is happening politically, what is happening spiritually. Tom, I did ride by the proposed site of the U.S. Embassy. I also stayed in Jerusalem at a hotel that's next to the old U.S. consulate. Did talk to many people, and as you would suspect, the Palestinians I talked to, both Muslim and professing Christian, were not happy about it. The Jewish people I talked to, pretty much across the board, were grateful for it. They felt like this is our capital. I still am of the opinion it was the right thing to do in terms of normative geopolitics to put the embassy at the capital. It's the right thing to do. It was done. And I think actually it may move the discussions for peace further down the road. It's a complicated situation. You have to understand the War of Independence in 1948. It's also interesting that I end up with an Arab bus driver and a Jewish licensed guide. I had conversations with Jewish leaders. I had conversation with the everyday people that are Jewish and shared the gospel. Our perspective, what does it mean to have a personal relationship with Christ as Lord and Savior? By the way, it has moved from 80% professing Christian in Bethlehem to now to about 18%. Tomorrow, we, you and I are looking at doing a program in terms of the denial of security and privacy in terms of public accommodations for the necessities of life, if we can be appropriate in our language. And I was actually uh, had the opportunity in one of the ruins site, and what do the Romans do and what did they do? from a pagan world in life view, and what is it that you can learn from that? So it's really interesting how you're able to take a look at our present popular culture and the unraveling of our culture because of the loss of a doctrine of creation, and what does it mean that men and women are made in the image of God, and what are the sanctities of life, and compare that with pagan And when I was in Bet Shan. I also had the opportunity to stand at kind of the epicenter of New Testament Christianity, which is a place called the Upper Room. The building actually is a reflection of the Crusader building a church at that site, but there were other churches built on that site all the way back to the third century. And I just said to people, now I want you to stop and think of what happened here. Number one, the last Passover was here, and the fulfillment in Christ as the Lamb of God. Number two, the first Lord's Supper was here. Number three, the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel 2 happened here as the Spirit of God came upon the 120 people in prayer after the ascension of Jesus. Number four, it is here that they were praying when James had already been killed, that is the brother of John, and Peter was threatened. And and in their intercessory prayer, Peter was freed while they prayed here. It was a upper room of a house that was owned by the parents of John Mark. It's also the place where they selected the disciple to replace Judas, and that was Matthias, which of course is the name of my grandson. So that makes it a special place for me. 
I just shared with people, don't despise small places and small things. It is amazing what God does there, what God did with these frightened disciples, giving them courage after the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit, the lifting up of the name of Christ, 120, including the family of Jesus that got converted after the resurrection. And out of that place was a tsunami wave of a gospel earthquake that has moved throughout the world. We also had the opportunity to go to a number of places, not the least of which was the new synagogue in Magdala. It would have been one of the places where Jesus taught. The Bible says that he went to the synagogues around the Galilee. There are seven of them to stand there and sense what it was on those floors, those mosaic floors that Jesus stood. It reminds you that Christianity is not an ethereal, abstract, philosophical concept. It is something that has happened in space and time and history. The God who created men and women who sinned against him so loved us that under no coercion the Father gives his Son who redeems us. His Son comes into the world and he actually has a true body, lives in true places, and there was a historical reality to his atoning death. It wasn't just a concept. His resurrection, his ascension, as well as there is a pre-written historic reality, he is coming again. To be able to share that with people and to see that enhance their life and their Bible go from black and white to color, from 2D to 3D to 4D in its dimensions is very exciting, as well as the bridges it opens up to share the gospel with others. Harry, you've been doing this for a number of years now. I would guess 20 years you've been going over to Israel? No, it's been longer than that. I started in 19, my very first year in ministry, 1982. Now I do it every other year. So I've been there 15 times now. How has Israel changed since 1982 to 2018? This doesn't sound like much to people, but from a minuscule number of Christians that you could almost count on your fingers and toes, now there are 2% of the population that are Christian. There is a movement of Christianity within the Israeli army. There has been the securing of the freedom of Christians to build churches legally that used to not be there. There is the constant development of archaeology that keeps affirming the reality of Christianity and the claims in the Bible that liberal seminaries used to dismiss and now have to acknowledge, oh yeah, there was a King David, there was a Pontius Pilate, there was an Elisha that ministered in the times of Ahaziah, etc., etc. So those things have come about throughout the years and all the excavations that are taking place. You also begin to see the dynamic of politics and how they play out in the world, that on the one hand, the world's shame at what they allowed to be done to the Jewish people under the regime of Nazi Germany and wanting to quote-unquote do penance for that, yet in the Balfour Declaration and in the 1948 Mandate, how the nations, under the leadership of Great Britain, by the way, fell short because they did not carry out the mandate rightly. Now we have this issue of Palestinian displacement and Jewish development of their home state, but because of how it was not dealt with in the creation of a previously unheard of nation, Jordan, that was done for political reasons by the nations of the world in general, and Great Britain in particular, the very provisions that were made in the original declaration, because they weren't carried out, now we continue to have this issue. I believe there's got to be a two-state solution. Somehow that's got to be accomplished. And then finally, 
while I am not one of those that believe that God is going to go back and resurrect the temple and the sacrificial system as is affirmed in dispensational theology, I do believe that the Lord has promised a gospel movement among the Jewish people. And now there are over 8 million Jewish people that occupy this land, and it continues to grow as many more begin to come. And I see God providentially gathering the Jewish people for the opportunity that is given to us to take the gospel to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. And so I stand with the reformers, such as Calvin and Knox, who believed that is a mandate to Christians. The gospel came to us through the Jewish people. And while I do not believe that Zionism is a requirement of biblical Christianity, I do believe the gathering of the Jewish people into this nation is a providential act of God to enhance our evangelistic opportunities and relationships with the Jewish people. Harry, on Thursday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a couple of news stories. One out of Fox News that is reporting that in the city of New York, They are considering a new law that would allow adults to change their birth certificates, go back in time, change their birth certificates from male or female to X. Having already declared, parents have the opportunity to declare the sex of their children as undetermined or unknown. Now, what does this lead to and why is that here? And what is the end game of such regulations, of such laws? What does it reveal concerning our world and life view? And what will it ultimately lead to? We'll deal with that on Thursday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me remind you, you can subscribe to this podcast. It's easy. On your tablet or your smartphone, go to your iTunes icon. Type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday, we'll automatically download to your podcast icon a new edition of Today in Perspective, a great way to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Thursday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.